It's Robin Marshall, America's number one sugar mom. I have so many things to talk to you about. I don't even know where to begin. But let me try and condense in my head because I don't use notes. I don't write anything down. I just talk. (laughs) I met a guy the other night who is married and is in the process of beginning a separation, leading obviously to divorce. Well, me being me, I don't exactly trust that situation. Not that I haven't been there. We all know I have. But anyway, I sat and I listened to him and he told me that his wife, because of an indiscretion that he had 25 years ago, has carried a grudge and not trusted him since. Now, let's be real here. First of all, how can you stay married to a man that you don't trust for 25 years? I mean, how? And how can you stay married to a woman who is constantly questioning your every move, going through your phone, your files, your emails for 25 years? I think I'd rather shoot myself. What would possess somebody to stay in place and not try and fix that? And I asked him that very question. He smacks himself in the forehead and he says, I have done nothing but try to fix this. He says, do you think I want to upset and rock my whole family's world by doing this divorce that's imminent and coming? He says, we go to counseling separately. He says, I say to her, what for? We're so beyond fixing Why are we seeing counseling? Why are we spending unnecessary money? I said to him, well, the truth is you should have been to counseling 24 years ago. Like, what'd you wait for? He says she wouldn't even discuss it. She just clammed up. She got cold. He says, I don't think I had sex for years with my wife. I said, well, did you have sex with anybody else? And he says, no. He says, that's the thing. She keeps accusing me of all this crap. She she finds things in my phone that are business acquaintances that I happen to travel with or see when I'm on the road. He says, and then she accuses me of sleeping with them or having some kind of rendezvous with whoever, whatever, whenever. And he says, and the point is, the only time I've ever screwed up is that one time when we first got married. And I said, well, why did you do that in the first place? You had to have a good reason. Why'd you sleep with somebody else if you were just married? He turns and he looks at me and he says, because I was a stupid idiot. Now, how do you argue with a man like that? Yes, I can put myself in his wife's place. And I don't think being a stupid idiot would have been the answer that I was looking for. But I don't even know if I would have asked the question. I might have gone out and slept with somebody myself just to even the score. (laughs) Oh, not really. But maybe. I'm not really sure. But this is how they've been living. He sleeps on the couch. This was another oddity. He says, I haven't slept in our bedroom in years. He says, I'm on the couch. He says, I have the option of going upstairs. He says, but I don't want to go upstairs. I said, what do you mean upstairs? He says, well, we have another floor that has three bedrooms up there. I said, so you'd rather sleep downstairs in the living room on the couch than use the bedrooms upstairs. And he says, well, you know, they're my kids' rooms and they moved out. He says, but there is a guest room. 
So now I'm thinking, maybe he's the one with the screw loose. You know, maybe there's more to this story. There always is. But he was dressed immaculately. I'm actually the one that stopped him as he was walking to the men's room just to say to him, you know, it's so nice to see a man dressed like you. He had on a full suit with the tie buttoned up to the neck and everything. And he had gray hair, but very manicured and just a good looking man. And I I don't know. I just felt like it was the right thing to do. Why shouldn't I tell somebody they look nice if they do? I'd do the same for a woman. But anyway, when he came back, he took his drink and he moved beside me. And that's how this whole conversation started. And as we're talking, he is looking down at my legs and not pretending to be looking at something else. I mean, blatantly looking at my legs to the point where I said to him, you're telling me you've had no other indiscretions since you've not been with your wife. And he says, no. And he said it convincingly. So here's the point. We can sit next to somebody that seems so wonderful and they could turn out to be the next monster. You know, the thing is this. I work from home. I sit here. I work all day. I have a staff, a crew that I manage. And they're fabulous production people, voiceover people. And we all basically work from our own home studios. So for me, it's a treat to get out of here after work and go have a drink. And you never know what you're going to sit next to. There are some nights that I'll go and no one talks to me at all. And I wind up just staring at the wall thinking to myself, why did I come out? You know, I think it's worse to go out and have no one to talk to than it is to stay in your own house and have a drink. And then there are the days where you meet someone like this, where you don't know what to make of him. He seems to be one thing, but when you ask him a question that you expect a different answer for, he gives you something totally off the wall, which makes me feel that he really is telling the truth. And he's probably sex-deprived, and that's why he was blatantly staring at my legs. Got it? I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. (laughs) Which is what gets me in trouble every freaking time. So, the more we talked, the more things came out. When I first started talking to him, I said, are you married? He said, I'm in the process of a divorce. Now, As a normal woman, when a man says he's in the process of a divorce, been there, done that, wouldn't you think, all right, he's got a lawyer, they're going through the motions, they're getting everything in order, or they're halfway through, or the process of means you are in the process of. Later in the conversation, I said to him, well, how far are you into it? That's when he told me he's sleeping on the couch. I said, that is what you call the process of a divorce? And it's like I'm holding a cross up in front of myself just to protect myself, even though I don't even believe in that part of religion. I said, how do you know you're not going to work things out? You're still in the same house. Have you even made that attempt? He starts with the therapy thing again. His son is about to get married. And that is the reason that he is holding off on filing and going for it. They've already discussed it. Again, this is like old news that I've heard from someone else in the past, not looking to be another other woman 
ever again in my life. But here's his reasoning, which is the same reasoning that the man that I was involved with used. My kids are getting married in six months. I don't want to rock the boat. I said to him, your boat is already rocking. You are filled with water, so you better start bailing. I said, your children are 27 and 31 years old. Do you think that they're going to give a shit that their parents are getting divorced before they get married versus after? How do men think like this? I could picture a woman maybe thinking that way, being emotional and, oh, I just don't want to ruffle any feathers while my children, my children are getting married It should be all about them, not us. I could picture a woman saying that nurturingly. But these men think that their children are going to hate their guts. They think that they're going to stop being their father, that they're going to lose that role in life if they divorce their wives mutually, no less, before their children get married. Never in my life have I ever heard such rubbish The first time around when I heard it from my situation and when I heard it come out of his mouth, I looked at him and it's almost like I I wanted to pretend that he was the other guy that I was with and just mouth off to him and tell him this. And I sort of did and it felt really good. Like I said, are you an imbecile? These kids are grown. They already know you're getting divorced. Your wife has already painted you out to be the bad guy. You get that, right? He goes, yes, and that's why I think I should stay until I get through this and then I can have a heart-to-heart with my son. I said, you haven't done that yet? What do they think? Do they think, these men, that sitting back and letting things unfold, coming out of their wives' mouths, is going to make it easier for them when they sit down and want to try and have a conversation about what's going on in their personal life with their mom. You got to jump in there. You got to jump in the ring. Put your two cents in there. Let those kids know that it's not all about you. You might have done something really stupid 25 years ago, but man, it's been 25 years that she's not even worked. He has taken care of her. And the kids, give the guy a break already. And no, I'm not condoning that people should sleep with each other while they're married and cheat. I'm, I'm not saying that's right or okay, especially new to a marriage and especially if there's no problem in the marriage. I just think it's time that everybody act like a grown-up. Be a grown-up. Own up to what you did. Don't try and sideswipe what you did. Don't tell your kids another story. Don't try and make your wife look like an imbecile. And and your wife should keep her goddamn mouth shut already until you have the opportunity to sit down and talk with the kids. Why does everybody have to be hurtful? These are still children. Yes, they're grown-ups, but they're still your kids. Have some respect His wife should have more respect for him and her children and, more importantly, herself. Why make yourself look like a victim? In this day and age, women are not victims. They need to stand up. Don't 
bash people. Don't badmouth somebody. Just say it like it is. Be a lady and move on. Let people draw their own conclusions about what's happened in your past. So the evening ended with us continuing this conversation. And in my mind, I'm thinking, how is it that I always seem to get involved in other people's affairs? Pardon that pun. But he sort of looked like the guy that I used to see, too. So I was interested in watching his facial expressions. I even asked where he was from because I could swear he'd be from the same town as this guy that I used to see. But he wasn't. And I always find it to be interesting to hear another side. And the fact that he told the truth, he called himself an idiot for doing it in the first place. And he swore up and down that he hadn't done it since. I just don't get how people stay together under those pretenses. I can't even stay that way and I'm alone. I go out and find what I want. Sheesh. Those are the things that make me worry a little teeny bit about being in a relationship. Those crazy things. Not knowing everything about that other person as their life unfolds in front of you. Once you unfold a corner, you can't put it back. You wait for the next corner to be unfolded until the whole towel that was folded neatly in a sweet little pile is now a freaking mess. You have to make a decision at that point. Once somebody unfolds their life and tells you, you can't run away because you volunteered to listen. You can either stay, listen, help, fix, or just be a second set of ears. Or you can jump in the ring, as I said before, and try and get involved because you see something with potential in spite of the wrinkled mess. Well, I think I've done that way too many times in my life. Like I've jumped into the whole dryer full of wrinkled towels and tried to sort through them all and let them air dry, for God's sake, so that the wrinkles would come out. I need a normal person, like a normal guy that doesn't come with a suitcase full of wrinkled towels. Wouldn't it be nice just once in a while to be with somebody that was like a smooth sheet? Silk. Yes. You could just lay there on that silk smooth sheet and just run your hands along the sides just to feel how soft and cool it was to the touch and not have to worry about what was going to jump out or bunch up under your nails. But I have my stuff too, and I know I'm not perfect. Oh, far from perfect. And we hadn't even gotten to me. (laughs) I decided if ever I'm going to see this man again, I'll save my good shit for that next time. Let me absorb him before I even give him an opportunity to hear about me. Sometimes I meet someone, they ask my name, I'm afraid to even tell them because I know they're going to Google me. And if they Google me before I'm ready to tell them everything about myself, they jump to all kinds of conclusions. What is this sugar mom business? Well, I mean, I was getting there and there's nothing to be ashamed of. But I mean, when he tunes in and he hears one of my podcasts that I'm talking about sexual fantasies and stuff like that, do I want a new guy to know what I'm really thinking? (laughs) 
Do I want him to know that I'm wondering what size his dick is? It's in one of my podcasts, for goodness sake. I'm not ready to divulge that information to a new man. So when you ask my name as a man, I'll tell you my first name. But you know what these guys do? They then will ask, what do I do for a living? And I'll just say, I'm in radio. I do production. Well, they go and they Google my name and they put production radio Dallas and they find me. Lo and behold, there I am, sugar mom. And then they find the podcast and then they start scrolling and they look and they see there's a hundred and ten of these half hour episodes that this woman named Robin, who listened to my problem, recorded. I wonder if I'm going to be the next podcast coming out of Sugar Mom's mouth. This is why I don't tell them. But they find out anyway. And so the fuck what? I have nothing to hide. It's obvious. It's all recorded right there for anybody to hear. Damn. Just give me a minute. Let me breathe. Let me, let me absorb your bullshit before I give you mine. Do you know what I mean? I mean, if you're in the industry, social media wise, I know if you Google my name, all of this stuff comes up. And I know if you sell insurance, your name on Google is most likely not going to come up. So even though I'm not famous, famous, I'm still known. And so I want to be careful of what I put out there when I'm talking to you face-to-face for the first time, because I can be scary. (laughs) I know I can, especially when you get me wound up like I am right now. Can you imagine if I had a script? That would be ridiculous. I'd be here forever. So it was left that he would get his life together a little bit more, and then he could call me. But I don't want to be another other woman ever again. And that's what I would have been if I had been with him that night. No, thank you. Damn, you know how many women have gotten in touch with me that have become girlfriends of mine that have listened to my podcast about being the other woman that were also the other woman? We've all commiserated. I've had them on the air with me. There's been no bitching, griping, name-calling, snapping, none of that kind of stuff. We just all have had the same experiences, and we're grateful to be out of it. It's all-encompassing. You are stuck. You inhale him, and you don't know how to exhale. It's like falling into the rabbit hole. And I don't want to do that again. I just want to make smart decisions. That's what we need to concentrate on. Smart choices. Good men. They can have a little bad boy side to them. That's fine. Just as long as they're respectful and honest. All right. I feel like I've ranted enough. I've tired myself out. And you know... I don't even know what the initial conversation I wanted to have with you was. This just poured out. You won't believe me when I tell you this. I wanted to talk to you about my dad. (laughs) How did I go from one subject to another? I had the whole thing planned out in my head. But I'll save it for next time because it's an incredible story. And it takes more than 
just a little conversation. I guess this just needed to come out first. But Daddy, you're coming next. I promise. Listen, find me on the web at sugarmom.net. There's lots and lots of things to listen to, to read. There's pictures. You can write me there or you can use my Gmail account, robinmarshallsugarmom at gmail.com. If you could leave a comment right here, I'd love to talk to you. If you want to be on the air with me, if you have a relevant story that you'd like to discuss, we can do that too. I would love if you'd subscribe to the podcast. It helps me to know that you're there. Believe it or not, it's true. And I look forward to talking with you again next week. It's always good when it's you and me. The world is safe when it's one-on-one. Oof, if they only knew. It's Robin Marshall, Sugar Mom. (laughs) 